You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2022, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. Seven boosters boosting. Hello and welcome to the seventh day of the 12 Days of Crusademus for 2022. Brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this seventh day of Crusademus, Delvin Williams, a.k.a. The Christmas Web. And here are the three mistletoes just dangling there waiting for people to start kissing and making out under them. Joining me for today's unwrapping. First up, we have the founder of the Longbox Crusade. His name is Pat Sampson. We call him DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Delvin. I got my Carmex on. I am ready. (laughs) Yep, got my ready to pucker up here. Hey, I mean, a good Boy Scout is always prepared. So mm-hmm. and, uh, well, it's I, cold I, I, that's true. I, don't, don't use that line. People are really sensitive about it nowadays, but you know, just, but, but smile and give them, give them your deep voice. Your deep voice is very alluring. It is, ain't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like quite, that, a, I do. Don't you I, come I, on I, over here by the mistletoe. And uh, no, but I better, I better not. Nothing's in your I, I, I better not because, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> See, now you're getting creepy. All right, we're moving on. We are moving on before I get allured or creeped out. And we but wait, but wait, Delvin. What? I oh. didn't get a chance to continue on with my Christmas gift to everybody here. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. I go need for to con- Okay, well, let's go ahead and continue on with our adventure of Twas the Night Before Crusade Miss. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up on the housetop, the Corsairs they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Crustados too. More to come. Stay tuned. That bag's filled with opium. (laughs) But no heroin. But no heroin. I am impressed that you pulled off the word Corsair. There are a lot of multi-syllabic words in, in that rhyme, and I am very impressed with you, Pat. I go it all to the Longbox Crusade. All these times we've recorded, I've learned to put words together good. Uh, you know what? And it's good to put words together good. Speaking of putting words together good, we have the eloquent, the loquacious Jason Albrecht, a.k.a. The Weasel Skull. Jason, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well, Delvin, and to the whole Crusadeness family. Usually I'd have a nice soliloquy prepared, but Mary Jane. Party man, party man, want to party like nobody can. Rules and rick. I spell Carmax. <laughs> anyway, I see we got the mistletoe all hung up. Uh, Christados. Yeah, yeah, Mary Jane. Um, yeah. Are you all right? I saw you take that tumble off the roof when you're putting them lights up. Well, I got to get back out there again. I might need somebody to spot me. You know anybody that could help spot me? 
Oh yeah, I'll be right out. You just get back up on the roof and finish that side because we're we're days away. We are okay. days away from the big day. Y'all say a lot us. Yes, Mary Jane. Did you schedule that appointment for the anger management counseling for uh, for Ruth? Yes, yes. She's gotta go. <laughs> She's gotta go. I understand. That's a legal requirement. Mm-hmm. We have photographic evidence of her <laughs> knocking out like literally every member of this team. I've lost three teeth because of Ruth Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, and I've uh, my stomach man. She just gut punched me one day. Yeah, you all some wussies, but anyway, dark web. Yes, yes, Mary Jane. You just stand there and look sexy, big boy. You just, I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. All right. We're going to have this as candles getting lit. Everybody have a good, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's somebody else in here. Who's this guy over here with the blue beetle shirt? What's your name, sir? My name's Jason. Jason. What was it before you changed it? <laughs> Rest in peace, Sean. <laughs> I, I feel, Jerry, Sorry. as if that clap were sarcastic, but please, <laughs> but please, yeah, I did, I did, uh, I, I couldn't help but hear it and see it, but it's Jared Albrecht, aka the yard sale artist, sometimes known as Death Pro. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas, Delvin, and I know this goes against company policy, I don't know if you can hear that. I do, I, I do hear that. Up. It's going to come in handy in a second, just trust okay. me. Okay. All right, here, here comes my Christmas joke for you guys. All right, I was out today. I know it's late in our season. I realized, you know, Pat can't do everything when it comes to decorations. I was like, we don't have an advent calendar. Nope. I should pick one up, hang it on the wall, but it's late in the season, so they're hard to find. I was going from store to store to store, and finally I went to this store that exclusively does Christmas stuff, and I said to the guy, like, hey, man, you guys got advent calendars, and he's like, man, you probably don't want an advent calendar, and I was like, why not? He said, man, because an advent calendar's days are numbered. Ooh, and baby, the three ice it, comes it, in handy. <laughs> Mary Jane, <laughs> come back. <laughs> it is cold outside. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I just got a chill from that joke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. We, we are plumb out of bits. Uh, that's probably a gift that we're giving to the listening audience. So I should introduce the guests now. Joining us today. Around the fireplace is Jason Lady. He is the author of the Magic Pen Adventure Middle Grade Book Series. Welcome to the show, Jason. Please tell us, what do you have gift wrapped there in that stocking? As you heard in the singing intro, today is seven boosters boosting, which means we're unwrapping. Booster Gold, number one. From DC Comics in 1985, back when Miami Vice was on TV, Huey Lewis and the News ruled the airwaves. So a little bit about Booster Gold in the comic and its history. Booster Gold's self-titled comic book series premiered in 1985 from DC Comics, written and drawn by comic book legend Dan Jurgens, then very early in his career. Living in the greed is good decade of the 1980s, Jurgens hit upon the idea of a very different kind of superhero. A superhero who would battle evil and save people, but also be a celebrity and cash in on his image. A superhero who wants to sell merchandise, do endorsements, and basically become really, really rich. Think of any famous pro athlete or Hollywood star, but with superpowers, a robot sidekick, and beating up bad guys, and you've got Booster Gold. Booster's solo series lasted until issue number 25, but Booster did not fade from the DC Universe. In a series of developments that would doubtless delight Booster if he was a real person, he became a regular cast member in the classic Justice League International series, 
He started more solo series. He was a major part of the DC Universe's 52 Maxi series, and he's been featured on cartoons and even an episode of the television show Smallville. Dan Jurgen's atypical and greedy creation lives on in comics to this day. So, why do I like this book so much? Why did I bring it forth as uh, my gift today? I love Booster Gold for many reasons. There's his name. Booster Gold. We take it for granted, but it's really kind of weird and it's kind of funky. I remember seeing a Booster Gold comic on the stands for the first time in the late 80s, and I was just like, wow, what is up with that name? I've never seen anything like it. It stood out to me when I saw it. I think he has one of the all-time great superhero costumes, too. Blue and gold with the visor and the star on his chest and everything. It's a a great costume, a great look. But the big thing I like about Booster Gold is that he has fun being a superhero. I'm as much a fan of Spider-Man and Batman as the next comic book fan, but they're so serious and they're so mopey and depressed all the time. Booster does go through some dark periods where he's sad and he's serious, but most of the time he's smiling, he's cracking jokes, he's trying to enjoy life. This issue of Booster Gold does a great job introducing the character, his powers, his world, his supporting cast, and what makes him distinct from other comic book characters. As we'll see in Booster Gold number one, we're introduced to him fully formed. No belabored, over-explained origin story here. But in his first issue, enough clues and hints are dropped about who Booster is and where he comes from. An intriguing mystery starts to form around the character that you don't get an answer to right away. You got to read more into the series to uh, get more answers. And the gradual unfolding of that mystery uh, takes up about the first 14 or so issues of this series. And it's very fun and it's very interesting. So let me ask you guys, and I'll just go around uh, round Robin uh, to the group, but have any of you read any Booster Gold comics before? And we'll start with Jared, the art sale artist. Have I read Booster Gold comics before? Silly question, right? Let me think on that for a second. <laughs> He's one of my very, very, very favorite characters. Yes. I've read every issue. I have the individual issues. I have the, I'm holding the showcase right now. I adore Booster Gold. I've read his newer stuff, his older stuff. JLI. Yes. The answer is I yes. think you have him on the back of your car, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I do have a sticker on the back window of my car of Booster and Beetle running in a te- with terrified looks on their faces. Clearly no way. From something on the back window oh. of my car. <laughs> oh, I got to see it. I got to see great. it. That's great. Uh, awesome. I'll send you a picture of it. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Weasel School. To answer your question directly, yes, I've read Booster Gold. I picked up on him in JLI and really enjoyed the character. I read several of his independent comics. Jared, as we all know, is a big fan, so I I scarfed up several of his issues. So very familiar with Booster Gold and really like the character. Very cool. I like what I'm hearing so far. All right, Pat. Have you read Booster Gold comics before? Well, well let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Man, have I read Booster Gold before? No, I don't think I have. Um, no, I, I probably have. I've read some in JLI and then some of the in the 52, but I've never read this original series. So I'm very excited that you brought this for okay. me to kind of dig into. Very cool. No, that's actually good to hear. It's good to be spreading the gospel of Booster around to the unenlightened. Very good. All right. And last but certainly not least... Delvin, are you familiar with Booster Gold comics? This is one of the few times where I have read Booster Gold comic books. It, it probably has got something to do with Jared. I-D-K. <laughs> but at some point, I know I collected the run of Booster Gold uh, because I did not know that he had a run in the 80s, though. No idea. 
So whichever run that I picked up, I don't know whether it was in the 90s or early 2000s, but I did have that run of Booster Gold and enjoyed it thoroughly. So I do know the character pretty decently, but learned a few things uh, upon this read. All right. Very good. Well, we have some fans and we have at least one uninitiated here. So we'll jump into a quick summary of this particular issue. We meet Booster Gold as he's working out at the gym while negotiating a deal to star in a series of Hollywood movies. Everyone seems to know who Booster is. Booster hobnobs with senators and is working on getting not only onto the Justice League roster, but also onto the TV show Love Cruise. While on his way to the office, not flying there, mind you, but driving in a limousine, Booster's commute is waylaid by a fast-moving armored vehicle that's apparently just pulled off a robbery. Booster pursues, and with the help of his plucky robot psychic Skeets, he disables the armored car. When costume goons with laser guns come pouring out of the back, Booster and Skeets knock them all out. All the while, Booster keeps misusing common slang words and phrases and keeps getting corrected by Skeets. Things get real when a bulky armored supervillain named Blackguard also steps out of the van and proceeds to give Booster a difficult fight. Booster notes the presence of news cameras, and he laments how getting beat up will make him look bad. Eventually, Booster uses his wits and finds a way to defeat the powerful Blackguard. It turns out the costume crooks were stealing a top-secret satellite guidance system from Star Labs. Booster creates problems when he returns the device to Star Labs with news cameras rolling, tipping the bad guys off to where the device is and prompting them to try again. The issue ends with an ambush booster, defeated and lying on the ground in pain, at the hands of a mysterious costume woman. During the issue, we're introduced to Booster's fast-talking agent, Dirk Davis, and their busy and tough-as-nails executive assistant, Trixie Collins. Subplots include a mysterious man in shadow who's stolen Booster's fingerprints to try to figure out who he is, a desperate comic book editor trying to get Booster's agent to approve a Booster Gold comic book series, and, oh yes, we see, but it's not explained yet, that Booster wears a Legion of Superheroes flight ring. Say what? So, what did you guys think of the issue? I will go around to the group again. This time, I will start with Pat. Like I said, I haven't read the series yet, so I really was excited to get into it. And I wasn't sure, being a number one, how lengthy it would be, but it wasn't. And right away, you got into character development, some action. It was really fast-paced throughout this whole issue. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I really enjoyed the somewhat little side jokes that were kind of happening along the way, along with the character development as well that was happening. I had a question, though. When this came out in 1985, Crisis is still going on. Would you consider this, like, for you would, like, Crisis moment where, like, Booster, would he be considered, like, a point to where Crisis kind of begins or something? Or it kind of ends? You know what I mean? Where their superheroes comes in? I've heard him described as DC's first truly post-crisis character. Yeah, that's um, what I was trying to get at. Yeah, he makes his debut. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the series comes out while Crisis is going on. I don't think it crosses over with Crisis, though. I don't think Booster appears at Crisis at all. So yeah, I think he's like almost like uh, the, the first character of the new age, whatever you want to call it, uh, for DC Comics. The first brand new character that came out. So yeah, that's a great observation. Other than that, I really enjoyed this one and the artwork was just amazing and really surprised just how fast of a read it was. I mean, I kept like, I want to read more. I want to read more on this one and figure out what's going on. You know, I kind of know it, but it's cool to see how it began. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like in its nascent stages. Um, and, and I agree, Pat. You know, I've read this a million times. I've had this comic book forever. And I uh, was reading with a little more of an analytical, you know, mind on this time around uh, for this. And yeah, I was surprised by the same things, like how fast it moved and how much foreshadowing is sprinkled throughout it and how much you learn about Booster's world in just one issue. There's just so much going on in the dialogue and everything where you just get the complete picture of who he is so fast. Great observations. Okay, next we go to Jared. We go to the yard sale artist. Twelve. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not at that part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. What do you think of it? (laughs) Like you, Jason, I went and did a little more analytical. I've read it a couple of times, obviously. If I had to guess, I probably read this issue five or six times, maybe seven. But this time, doing it for Crusamus, yeah, I picked up on the same things you and Pat are talking about. Jergens really shows that he's a master storyteller here because planting seeds given you lots of characters book didn't feel like it was long i don't think it was an extra page count like pat said it didn't feel long it felt brisk yet packed with good information that makes you go man i want to know more what's going on here packed with great art this issue like a lot of times when people bring in issue number one to crusademus like i'll pitch crusademus to a guest and i'll say i'll bring issue one and i'll say be careful with that because a lot of times one is kind of a starter and you might want to pick something that's more representative of the series. And I think that's the beautiful thing about these 25 issues of Booster Gold. You could have picked any of them and they would have been just fine. And one is great because you get to meet all these characters and, and plant all these seeds. And yeah, Jergens is killing it here. This to me, this may be a weird analogy for those of you who aren't deep, deep into comics, but Booster Gold to me is a lot like Warlord. Like Mike Grell wrote it and drew it and it was his baby. Just like this is Dan Jurgens' baby. And it's because they had so much control. It's wildly creative. It, like you said, Jason, we hadn't seen anybody like this before. They took the superhero concept and said, let's make him greedy. Mm-hmm. And and as you find out his backstory and you find out more about where he came from and he becomes some parts detestable in a way. But and I think it was a stroke of genius for Jurgens to put it in Metropolis because he's there with the iconic hero. He's he's so far away from being who Superman is. Right. But that is to be, I know we're going, I'm going to talk a little bit beyond issue one here, but that is why Booster Gold is an amazing character. I love characters who start out one way and grow into something completely awesome and different. And that's what Booster has done. His character arc has grown into something so awesome from where he came from. I love, you know, I like Guy Gardner because he's full of flaws. But when the chips are down, you know, like I always say, Guy Gardner is easy to hate. But if you had to pick somebody on your team, to not give up and save you when the absolute chips were down. You'd pick Guy, because he just won't stop. He's a bulldog, but he's a bulldog you want in your corner. So Booster's like that, too. He's got that great story arc where he really becomes who he is. Wildly creative. It's 12. Dang it. Went early again. I'll stop there, because I'll talk all night. I will talk about Booster Gold. Same. I, I could talk about Booster Gold forever. Yeah. Uh, just the fact they chose a dollar sign for the S is just yes. all you need to know, right? Yes. I love it. So great. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I got to shut up or nobody else is going to get time. <laughs> no, no problem. I completely understand as a big fan myself. Delvin, what did you think of the issue? Man, there are times when like I've gone to karaoke, right? And then you go to karaoke and then like the person that comes up like right before you is like singing like Whitney Houston and the whole crowd's like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And it's like, and coming up to the stage, Delvin. Hi. Hello. It's, it's, it's me. I'm going to sing some Am I with you? Hey, no. Yeah. 
yes, in, in this case, Jared, you, you would be with me. I, there's nothing I'm going to say that is going to really compare to the overflowing love that you have for Booster Gold. I like Skeets. Skeets is cool. I actually thought that Skeets was a later creation, but that shows what I know because my introduction to Booster Gold was probably, I'm going to say, late 90s to early 2000s. So I was completely unaware of the mid-80s first version of Booster Gold. And then because of that and my lack of knowledge with DC Universe in general, I did not even consider that this would be post-crisis character. So it kind of makes sense because Crisis, as I have heard, I've never read Crisis, but I have heard Crisis was just super heavy and some points confusing and dry and kind of depressing. And Booster Gold is none of that. That's for sure. So if you needed a palate cleanser, here's Booster Gold. And so you don't know what the heck he's about. He is just, well, you do know what he's about. He's about the money and he's about the fame and, and maybe saving a, a superhero's, excuse me, a populace's life or two from a supervillain. But you don't know why he's doing it. And, and of course, they give that hint to that Legion ring like, wait a minute, how do you get a Legion ring? Is he, is he, is he a part of the Legion? But it's interesting reveals like that. And then you start to get that sense of the madcap humor that seems to follow him where he constantly, and it, and it speaks to the character that we now know who Booster Gold is to where he kind of did the homework. So he sort of knew the 80s parlance, but Skeets is the one who really knew it and kept them together. And when, he, and when things got serious, he finally listened fully to Skeets and saved the day with Blackguard, so that was cool too. And then it left it on the cliffhanger as well. But at the same time, he inadvertently told the bad guys where the merchant or the merchandise, the satellite stuff was by making it as public as he did. So all of that wrapped up really is Booster Gold. It's always great when a character like that can stand the test of time. And that speaks to what Jurgens, you know, put into it. And then I have read a couple of Marvel superheroes like Dark Hawk, for instance, Dark Hawk, Weasel Skull, Dark Hawk. Okay. And they started at first, well, I think they may have included Hobgoblin. They pulled one supervillain from the Marvel Universe, but kept him kind of contained until they're like, okay, no, all right, people are reading this. All right, we're going to work him into the Marvel Universe now. And so he became a part of the Marvel Universe. And so that's kind of, it seems what they did with Booster Gold to where they tried out this palate cleanser of a character and turns out that people did like him. And of course, just having him under that shadow of Metropolis kind of reminds me of Thunderbolts, how they came out in the 90s where they were New York City's biggest team in the absence of the Marvel superheroes. And they turned out to be something entirely different from what people wanted or turned out to be. And it still has a lasting impact to this day. So kudos to Booster Gold. And it was cool to read the start of it. That's an excellent point. Great comparison with the Thunderbolts. To circle back to Skeets, someone who became a fan of Booster through the Justice League International and his appearances after that could be forgiven for not knowing about Skeets and thinking that he was a later creation. I could totally see why you'd think that because Skeets wasn't in the JLI at all. They didn't have him in there at all. I think until uh, Dan Jurgens, in fact, did JLI and mm. he revealed that Skeets was turned off and in a Booster's closet, actually. <laughs> Booster literally like, pulls him out from under 
some stuff, it turns them back on after the doomsday battle where Booster's okay. is, and Booster's like, hey, I need some help getting my suit built. And so he gets Skeets out of the closet and reactivates him. So they never said that, that that's where Skeets was, but they just revealed it later. And there's mixed stories for why that was, why he wasn't in the Justice League series at all. But uh, yeah, he eventually came back, but there was a long time where no Skeets. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Last and certainly not least, the other Jason, Weasel Skull. What did you I think didn't of read it. Yes. No, at all serious. I really appreciate the fact that you bring up that this was his first series arc. Like I said, I came aboard in JLI, and then I've read several Booster Gold independent series and Booster Gold Blue Beetle team-ups. They just recently did one like this year that I just finished, which was really good. So I didn't know this was actually his debut, and I appreciate you bringing that fact up. As I was reading through it, of course, I know Booster's history, so I get the inside joke when he tells the guy that's going to buy all those stocks, like, oh, you may not want to do that. It's probably going to crash, you know, so... I got that reference, but I didn't realize that these were clues that Dan Jurgens is placing before us, and that makes it even cooler in my eyes upon reflection. Guys pretty much talked about up the book and hit all the points I was going to make. I Just to quickly summarize, I thought the pacing was excellent. I think the fact that the artist and the storyteller are the same guy really pays off because the action scenes are very crisp. They flow and it just looks good. I enjoyed getting to know the characters. I'm particularly interested in Trixie and her backstory there. I think she's a very patient woman. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Puts up with yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just overall, very good book. Very strong. I'll just wrap it up there. Really good book. Enjoyed it a lot. All right. Great. Thank you. So now it's time for all of us to rate our interest in the series using the official Crusade Miss candy cane scale, which was mentioned just a moment ago. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? I will ask each of you individually, starting with Delvin. If I go crazy, then will you still... Oh, sorry. I got confused with my former... Now, uh, I'm at a nine. It was a great book. And I think it was a great start to a character who is... Around 40 years later, you stood the test of time in comic books. And will he ever be at that elite class? No. But he's not supposed to be. That is entirely not the point of Booster Gold at all, which makes him absolutely lovable of a character. And as soon as you think about him, it kind of just brings a smile to your face. And that's where he is. And so I'm super happy that a character like this, I had such a good start and it makes sense that he's still around today. Great. Yeah. And you echo a lot of my thoughts about him. Some of my favorite characters are the more third string, second string characters. And sometimes they're more interesting because the writers can do more with them because they're not locked in stone, you know, appearing on all the merchandise and all that stuff, you know? Absolutely. Pat, what's your candy cane rating? I'm going to bump myself up by one from Delvin and go to a 10 with it. I really enjoyed the story. It was just fun and action-packed throughout it all. The mysteries that's going on, I want to read more. And I think if I've been diving anywhere, I'm going to pull these out wherever I can just to get the single issues. I envy you. Uh, you doing that for the first time, reading those. Um, I got this. was literally uh, bought at a flea market, actually, that my uh, grandma took me to in the early 90s. And there happened to be a guy there were tons of long boxes 
box of the comics. I was already a JLI fan, like many of you were, and I knew that Booster had a solo series out there somewhere, and I was flipping through, and I was like, they have almost a whole run here for like a quarter a piece or something like that for a steal. Just grabbed them all, read them all in an afternoon in my grandma's house, you know, right. just, just a pop and some cookies and junk food and all the Booster comics, and it was a blast. So I envy you, my friend. Let's see. Next, we have uh, Jared. I will actually defer my time and go last. Let's go to Jason, uh, the weasel skull. This is one that was tough for me to grade, because if I was going to be honest, doing the humor, heart, spectacle, and art, the humor is at a three. I mean, there's humor spread throughout the book. I giggled several times. The heart wasn't really there in this issue, so I would give that a one, and that would drag down the score. But at the end of the day, it's Christmas, and I can't do it. I thought back to all my experiences with Booster Gold. And in my comic book reading history, there are several really memorable moments that stand out. And Booster Gold is in surprisingly a lot of them. When I first met him, he's trying to con his way into the Justice League, right? And that kind of sets the tone for him. He's a guy that was always through his life looking for a shortcut, right? A shortcut to being a superhero. But then he goes through his journey and he becomes a valuable member of the team. So I I know that this is where this story arc is going. So that's kind of a long-winded way of me saying humor, three, heart, three, spectacle, three, art, three. I don't even need to give you a bonus one. This is a 12. I love Booster Gold. And if I give him less than a 12, Jared won't send me a Christmas present. So there it is. The other guys are already off the list. Just wait, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> That's how you see on Jared's good side then. <laughs> like Booster Gold. <laughs> Duly noted. Nobody right. likes the Booster. Everybody loves Booster. And speaking of Jared, Jared, you wanted to go last? I did because I was wondering if Jason was going to leave any candy canes on the table. He did not. So only five candy canes were left on the table from Delvin and Pat. So I'm going to take those. I'm giving the 17 candy canes for Crusade Miss. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Jared, that's you. You can't. You can't do that. You only do have what? Your Seventeen. Booster <laughs> <laughs> gold, just like the weasel skull was saying. I can count on probably one hand the amount of times that a comic book has made me emotional to the point where I tear up, and it's been twice with Booster Gold. That's a lot. It's been I, twice in Amazing Spider-Man it's happened, twice in Booster Gold it's happened. Spoilers, everyone. One time was when he was told about what happened to Beetle, which. I'm still not over. (laughs) And the other time is like Jason says, when he becomes this true hero and the whole point of his heroism is to travel through time, kind of like quantum leap and fix things. And nobody knows about it. And I'm a huge quantum leap guy. There's an issue where he tries to save Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And it tears me up just to think about it. He tried so hard to save her. And oh man. And the reason that emotion hits you so hard is because Dan does such a great job of making him fun. Those moments with him and Blue Beetle just, you know, I have the showcase of Booster and I have the showcase of Blue Beetle and separately they're very good. But when you put the two of them together, it's perfection. Blue Beetle showcase is actually a little dry, but when you mix it with Booster, it's just, it's the perfect combination. And that's why those emotional moments hit you so hard because Dan takes us on that journey. Highs are high. The lows are low. 17 candy kings. Awesome. I love it. That will wrap up day seven of the 12 days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show or if you give one of our recommendations a try. 
Let us know what you think about it. Look, y'all, you can find us everywhere nowadays. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please subscribe. Longbox Crusade will get you there if you search for it. Email is contact at longboxcrusade.com. We have a phone number where you can leave us a voicemail and tell us what you think about this particular issue of Crusademus here or any other episodes that we have. 707-532-5269 at a 707-532-LBOX. Lovely. Lovely. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year or just want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back in our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusademus Pass from 2017 all the way through to 2021. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Thanks for having me, everybody. This was a blast. I had a lot of fun. I hope that everyone has a warm and happy holiday season filled with presents, treats, and goodwill towards all humans. And in the spirit of Booster Gold, I'm going to plug my own stuff real quick here. If you know any <laughs> third through seventh graders who'd like to read fun and wacky adventure books, I am the author of three such books. Consider ordering my books, Monster Problems, Super Problems, or Time Problems. They're the Magic Pen Adventure Series, all about middle schoolers who get a hold of a magic pen that brings to life everything they draw. So check those out if you are a kid at heart or no kids uh, that age. They're available online wherever books are sold. Until next time, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wicked and wicked, 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 clips and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes.
That's how I knew Jason. Jason, you did the the other, I did the first half. He did the second half. Oh, right, right, right. Jason was on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. I just listened to Pat's part and then turned it off. You know, so. Oh, <laughs> cool. Thank you. Well, it was my part. I'm glad you yeah. listened to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really blame you. You know, I do <laughs> all day. Yeah, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, well, good it. job. Good job, Jason. Cool. That went well. You guys are happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. I think yeah, well, that, Pat that and I were looking for that other guest. We were like, man, who who's dependable? Who's locked on? Who will be good? And we we're like, man, we've just been really impressed with Jason Lady. And then Pat was like, he wants to bring Booster Gold. And I was like, yeah. he's in. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> I sucked up without even realizing it. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, oh, he's 100% in. <laughs>